Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Cooney Podcast. This is our recording for the evening of January 22nd, 2023. We just watched the Dallas Cowboys. Well, first off, can we just say that I am so happy that Mayor, 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 how are we saying it? Mayor? Brett Marr. Marr. Brett Marr. Mur. It's like that college I can never pronounce. Bryn Mur. How, how do you pronounce that? Is it Bryn Mar? It's Bryn Mar. Yes. Okay, but it looks like Bryn Mur. Okay. Yes. Are so, we doing the Pennsylvania game already? Like the- <laughs> a sneak preview of Pennsylvania Towns. So, into a Sickers Committee podcast near you. So Cowboys kicker Bryn Mur. Uh, <laughs> Had his first one blocked, his first extra point blocked, and the entire internet just collectively clutched to their heads. Even noted cowboy haters on Twitter were just saying, please let him get one. Let's let's get over this just so it doesn't feel so bad. Pre-game, you had Jerry Jones down there this <laughs> on the field trying to it looked like if he was threatening him because Jerry had the smile. It was Oh no. And so, but he did that. He hit two field goals. He was fine. Like I said last time, it was like, it was like the Weaver State long snapper. You get the yips. You have a really bad game. It just happens. The funnier thing, though, was the last play of the game. (laughs) Mike McCarthy decided that he was going to do what we all say. You know, why have an offensive line? It's not going to help in the last play of the game. (laughs) Just get. No, I mean, 10 pass and someone to snap the ball. What they did, they, they put Ezekiel Elliott. At, at center to snap the ball, which, I mean, Ohio State didn't do this. I don't know why they didn't do that. Ohio State should have done that <laughs> before. Just reminding me of my intramural days in college playing center, <laughs> snapping the ball, <laughs> and getting knocked over just as bad as him in, in a touch game. So, yeah, yeah, that didn't work out too well for them. And having everyone spread out, all, you know, I assume the plans were great. And who was the first guy that got the ball? I don't even know who it was. It was just a wide receiver, and I think he was supposed to pitch, but the he got the ball was thrown up. so bad. <laughs> the ball was thrown so bad, he had to jump really high to catch it, and he didn't even have a chance to pitch it. So we didn't even get any funny pitching, but. <laughs> Oh, it was plenty fun. It was plenty it was, funny. It was plenty funny. It, yes, it was very funny. There was no pitchy pitchy. It was just woo woo. <laughs> I appreciate that they had that play in the book. I'm sad it didn't at least go, you know, one or two laterals. So we're having to sit there with the angles and go, was that a forward pass? I don't know. <laughs> Which is always my what favorite. I, it is always fun when we can't figure out what a forward pass is. What I want to see is is it, it, you know, like you get the dots. The tweets of oh, like yes. the dots. I just want to see the dots lined up where you got the linemen outside the <laughs> outside <laughs> the, the numbers yeah. on both sides of the field, and then you see twenty one in the center. And I just want to see what happens to that. So I'm I'm looking for that right now. So and, and by the way, this is Commissioner Escalante. So. Oh, I, I, I didn't even did, I forgot to didn't jump into introduce introductions no. No, tonight okay. with us on this podcast. We're at, see we're rusty. It's been a week. We're rusty already. <laughs> I was always I'm Jordan I, with me tonight I have Commissioner Escalante Pit Girl and Andrew Pit Girl how are you doing? I'm good uh, happy Sunday Andrew? I'm good it snowed a lot here so I stayed in today watched some college basketball and then uh, enjoyed the downfall of the Dallas Cowboys so it's a pretty good day and Kamish I assume Cowboys lost good day for you? Uh, you know really living in San Antonio there's a lot of Cowboys fans around so with my my team not having a great season it's it's always joyous when they they all feel the same pain that I'm feeling so uh, yeah it's a, it's a good evening yes that's people sure. keep going why don't you have an why, why don't you have like why don't you have an NFL uh, uh 
accounts. It's like, man, because most of the weeks it would just be pass. It would be they threw a pass. It was okay. They threw a yeah. pass. It was okay. That Not that me. is, I think, the NFL's like great greatest sin in terms of football product to me is that it is often excruciatingly boring and I would like my football to not be boring. It is to me what I think other people think soccer is to them. When they see a 0-0 draw and they go, that must be awful. I'm like, no, that's that's pretty good. Sometimes there's a lot of fun in that. But I imagine that's how they, the way they feel about that is the way I feel about the NFL when I see, oh, it's a 13 to 10 game on Christmas day. Uh, no. I'm, I'm yeah. good. The, guys. The thing that, you know, with the NFL and why we don't really pay attention to it too much, which we'll pay attention to it in the playoffs and when there's not any other college football going on. I'm, I just summarize this in, in one tweet that lives in my head. It's from at Dragonfly Jones. College football is great because every guy on the field is the best football player to come out of his high school in years or perhaps ever. But then you get a matchup where one of the guys is a future nine-time pro bowler and the other guy is a future litigation attorney, and that's when the magic happens. <laughs> absolutely true. And and you know what? College basketball gets into that even more because every once in a while you'll get some, you'll get some some guy who's just like, we need a fifth player. Guess you're getting a uniform on. You get the third string center getting dunked on by Zion Williamson. It's just just too <laughs> What are you supposed to do? Get dunked on, I guess. Apparently. Get out of the way. <laughs> so we'll start with some weird off-season things. Michigan seems to be just tripping into it over and over again. Do we know what happened? With so, Matt Weiss? Well, with, well with, we don't with their, know. Their co -OC. With, so he's he's been let go. Yeah. They, they fired him. But there was something that just kind of general it says computer crimes which is I mean, the computer crimes i don't necessarily know if he was hacking into um something that he shouldn't be or maybe i i don't want to speculate what it is yeah really it's i don't know what happened but they let him go so he's been, i'll speculate he's been, it was Roblox. it was roblox fraud okay yeah probably. he was definitely hacking into the the fifa mainframe to buy more fifa points to yep. get the team of the year that's that's coming out soon so he's he's a big hidden Army of sock puppet Twitter accounts. Yes, That's what it was. Okay. Uh -huh. That had to Could be. So we're, we're hoping it's the light side of computer crime, like something so. kind of funny, but we don't know for sure. And it was at the team facility. Like there was a reported Ugh. issue between, I think, the 21st and the 23rd of last month. So, yeah. yeah, it was like while he was on the job. And then Jim Harbaugh is did this like will he won't he thing again which was annoying <laughs> like oh maybe i'm gonna go be the coach for the broncos nope i love michigan okay jim so let's not and then there's like drama dumbass. with the apparently like jim harbaugh and the ad don't talk anymore or something and then with the ncaa investigation jim harbaugh won't admit that he lied to the ncaa so now he's backing out of the lie is like, I didn't Just understand say the question. You don't remember. Just and say that's what he you says. Don't remember. Like when you, I don't he's he's retroactively said he doesn't remember. Finally. So the, the, <laughs> Fucking he finally. The, the, the Roger Clemens line from his congressional testimony. I, I yes. misremembered. Mm -hmm. You know. So Do you want to hear the, the latest from today? Okay. There was a basketball game at the at Chrysler Center at the Michigan Stadium, and it was very sicko. We can discuss it later if you want in the basketball session. But okay. uh, they showed Tarbo on the screen with some recruits, and guess what he was eating? <laughs> yeah, I he was a hamburger. hamburger on a brioche bun. Burger and fries. Yep. Yeah. 
no ketchup either like a true a true oh, key then you gotta do you, you gotta taste yeah, the meat i am i am deeply disturbed by no ketchup and that's yes. not only because i am in fact pit girl really deeply so disturbing. i don't like ketchup what oh, would you put on fries like what, what do you put on fries then okay mayonnaise yeah sure. oh, okay yeah mayo goes on fries mayo and mustard go on fries ketchup goes on like a kid's chicken tenders and then nothing Oops, else. The three of us all made a face. So yeah. Wow. Didn't realize I was dropping the controversial opinions tonight. What the hell guys? It's okay. You, we, <laughs> it's, you know, felt like again. you are not the eternal controversial opinion haver. No, I, I get, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you're like mayo and mustard on fries. I've never heard the mustard on the fries, but mix okay. Them, yeah. Mix them together. They're good. I, oh I God. Just... Are you the person that Kraft Heinz invented mayo must for? Oh. Yeah. And tarchup. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, the, one, the, the one that gets me is hanch like that word <laughs> is so yep. awful yep hanch what is uh, hanch hot sauce and ranch oh, which is good but it doesn't need to be called oh, hanch now now tarchup called spicy ranch yeah spicy, spicy ranch, ranch is fine so he's so which, sorry he's as fry sauces go spicy ranch yeah i'll give you that i give you that Oh, see, I like, a, I like a fry sauce. That's what I want with my fries. I want a fry sauce. Yeah, yeah. Like today, I made sriracha and and Duke's mixed together. That was that was the move. A sriracha bowl. There was one one friend of mine in high school. He would do the the ketchup in the in the mayo for his fries, mm-hmm. but he was very specific about it, and he he had like this technique where he yeah. had to like swirl it to get the perfect mm-hmm. mixture. But you know, you talking about mayo on fries, it doesn't really bother me at all. There's weird food preferences, whatever. We're, we're the sickhouse community. It's nothing strange. You can put mayo on hot dogs. I don't care. Enjoy your thing. Whatever. I do. <laughs> That's a figure. Uh, <laughs> I do. You would. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Basically, he was eating his fries and hamburger at the game. He's has all this other stuff going. Like, it just feels so bizarre that after he said many times, I guess it's not that bizarre that he said after so many times, I'm going to be here, that he still kept flirting with it. I don't know what Michigan's deal is. Whatever. Don't talk to your boss. It's Michigan. There, It's a big school. I don't know. It's, it's weird that I think that maybe last year he could have gone to the NFL, but I feel like this year the NFL was like, no, no, you can you can stay. Yeah. And, and the one thing I always me. compare this to, it's like Harbaugh, will they, won't they go to the NFL? And it's mm-hmm. like Lane Kiffin, will they, won't they leave Ole Miss? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know which one's more annoying to either fan base. It's like Michigan's like, oh, stop it, Harbaugh, flirting with the NFL. And then Lane, like, flirting with – I mean, he got close with Auburn this year. I don't know who's next next year for Lane, but hopefully those calm down for those two fan bases. Top three for Lane next year. I'm going to throw it out there. Way too early predictions. Okay. Number one, UCLA. Oh. Ooh. Number two, A&M. <laughs> Number three, Miami. I was going to say Arkansas, but I like all three of those better. Oh, I want to see Lane Kiffin, Texas A&M head coach. I don't think Lane would hate College Station so much. I would. Lane, Lane would. Oh God, Lane Kiffin, no. Lane, Lane, Lane couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. I don't think he could do it. Can you see Lane at midnight yell telling bad jokes? Imagine Lane like. You know, uh, paying his all due respects to to Miss Rev. Like, do we mm-hmm. really think that Lane is going to show the appropriate amount of respect to a dog? Your little button that you clicked on that says you have something to say is great. Oh, it's, shit, I'm it's, sorry. it's bouncing your window <laughs> yeah, up and a, down. 
It's like we have one of those? Bouncing. We, we have this? Yes, it's so good. Oh, my oh, gosh. We, instead bouncing. of just talking over each other, we can actually click buttons. No, it's not. It's Why would like, you do that? The, the, no. the overlap is so much better on the edit, I promise you. No. <laughs> okay. The next thing I want to talk about is band cow. Band cow. I want to talk about band cow. Going from, again, Michigan, Ohio State, eternal on this podcast. That's right. <laughs> It's the off season, folks. Someone for a 4-H project, I guess. I don't know what it was, but there was a picture of a cow dressed up as an Ohio State drum major. And my only response from the account was, they'll let a cow of the Ohio State band, but not woodwinds. That's all I have to say about that. We discussed this off off air, but Ohio State, is just it's just an elaborate drum core sort of thing, you know? Yeah, it is. It, with a band you, attached to it. All it is is a drum and bugle core. It's not a band. It's the best best damn drum and bugle corps in the land. And you know what? We all have a friend that would argue that they are not the best damn drum and bugle corps in the band because he has a championship ring and they do not. Ooh. I think the thing about Band Cow that, that I enjoyed so much was just the simplicity of it. It wasn't overly done. It wasn't done for shtick. It was just someone thought that that was the choice they were going to make when they presented their cow. And they put him in an Ohio State drum major uniform and it was beautiful. Sometimes band? the funniest things are just simple. Well, and, and Band Cow's expression also really sells it. Like, Band mm. Cow is very clearly taking this seriously. Of course. Insofar as a cow can take this seriously. Like, Band Cow is standing in a very, like, sort of dignified way. As band Cow I don't think I've ever seen a cow wear a hat like that. That was also the fun thing. That, like, clearly the cow had a hat on. And so it, it was just a lot of a lot of that. I watched the Polynesian Bowl. It's a high school. No. Yes, it's a high schoolers game in Hawaii. And they played it at a high school stadium in Hawaii. Lots of great stuff. Fun plays, whatever. I just want to say that Mark Richt was one of the coaches. And they had him in a Hawaiian shirt with a lei. And it was beautiful. Yes. He did, he did, not, he did not have the correct vibe for that. I'm just going to say that. He was not <laughs> having the right vibe. He looked way too intense for basically a game to get people out to Hawaii. The picture of Romeo Cornell was also very endearing. That was great. Romeo Cornell being uh, interviewed by someone called, it was like D. Stroy. I forget who it was. It, it was someone who only had one name and I did not recognize it. I was like, nope, this is, this is perfect. Are they from like, TikTok? Or wait, no, D. Stroying was the kicker that the NCAA wouldn't allow kick because he had a YouTube channel or something like that. Oh, was that it? Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. Anyways, it was great. I'm glad they get to do things like that. It was a beautiful little high school stadium out, you know, in Hawaii. They actually brought the marching band out for halftime and did a traditional dance and it was wonderful. It made me very happy. The other weird game I watched guys, can we talk about the Ivy league all-stars versus the Japan all-stars? Ivy league all-stars won. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. So I'm going to tell you just a little smidge about my Saturday night. Went over to the friend's house and kid was with us and other couples had kids. It was all fine. And it was around nine o'clock. Everyone's getting ready to go. And they offered me coffee. I don't usually drink coffee at night, but whatever. No big deal. I had two cups of coffee. Y'all, I was fucking wired the rest of the night. And so when that game kicked off at 1130 Central, I was like, I'm in. Let's go. It was <laughs> people who had already graduated. It was not active players from what I could tell. And the Japanese team had players from America on it. <laughs> In fact, they oh. had, uh, oh, who was it? I gotta find it now. A player that we actually all know was on the Japan team. He was the, he was their MVP. Let me find it. It was, 
There we go. Uh, New Mexico State's uh, former New Mexico State linebacker Trishon Nixon ah, okay. uh, was mm. the is a transfer player for some team in Japan for the Fujitsu Frontiers. He's cool. a running back for them, and so he transferred over there, and therefore was the MVP in this game. They mm. played this at the Olympic Stadium in Tokyo. It was not available to watch anywhere in the United States, and I I couldn't fake enough Japanese to find a Japanese stream. So what <laughs> I did was. I simply followed certain hashtags that I thought were related to this and used, oh, Google, no. Trans- and used Google Translate to get the information. And oh, y'all, no. y'all, some of those did not did not work out the way I did. Because, because oh. what we consider to be things like, oh, the opponent's 12-yard line and our 12-yard line ended up being stuff like, oh, the hero's 12-yard line versus the enemy's 12-yard line. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of stuff like that. Us and uh, uh, Reddit, the FCS uh, subreddit account, were trying to translate things in real time and using video of people like holding their phones up in the in the end zones. It was a lot of fun. It was weird I that you had to broadcast on like tape delay or whatever. They're going to show it on next ESPN like Plus. Thursday on ESPN Plus, which yeah. why they didn't do it live on ESPN Plus. It makes no sense. I, I don't know. Time difference. But, but who cares? Just show it's ESPN Plus. Show it at 11. You know, show it at midnight. No one cares. What, what are you bumping? <laughs> that game is great. We need more of this. Kamish, I hear you have beef with Arch Manning already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was I was kind of upset with, with seeing the Arch Manning LinkedIn post that he posted talking about his observations from the first two weeks at the 40 Acres, the University of Texas at Austin. I, I'm kind of miffed by him losing his ID allegedly twice, which I'm not buying. Yeah, not I Maybe the first time I could give you first that. One, the first one I buy. The second okay, one the felt second like it was one, a fake. Second one, I'm like, no, no, no. Somebody is like just photoshopping this now. I don't know what it is. I mean, also, like, you 100% learned your lesson after the first time you do that as a college student. Because at least when I was in school, if you had to get your ID replaced for any reason, it was 20 bucks. You're Arch Manning. Arch Manning. Okay. Yeah, He's got, that, that's nothing to Arch Manning and the, the Manning family. I, I feel like there's, there's going to be segment actually because that's what the ID says. His real name okay, is we'll Archibald. Arch- yes, yes. His yes. real name is Archibald. I feel like there's going to be some weird nil deal coming out of the lost ID, like like he, <laughs> some sort of lanyard company. Is going to sponsor him, and he's going to have an NIL deal. Should have to wear the lanyard while he plays. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there would be like, just getting yeah. garroted, like like fucking piano wire around your neck as some D back grabs. You get the it. one on like the the belt clip, and you can see his ID uh, yeah. just hanging <laughs> with the little snapback thing. The little, little snap. Yeah, he's trying to steal his ID. That's right. Everybody would. The other team is just trying to steal his ID while they sack him. So there's a couple of things in this post that he put. It's like six things. And the the fact that it's a LinkedIn post makes it even, I don't know, worse or I, I don't know. But LinkedIn I, I, posters are the most deranged posters on the Internet. And it's not close. Like people who are posting on LinkedIn in ways that are not explicitly like, I just took a new job. I just got promoted are like deeply unhinged in a way that even we are not. Yeah. They scare me. It's Kamish, them and next door posters that like Kamish, actually Kamish, legitimately scare me. Kamish was the first one to introduce me to the grind set idiots on, on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. Cause I had no clue what you were talking about when you first were sending me things of like, we need to make posts. Like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And oh I finally God. started getting into it. I was like, Oh, these people are fucking crazy. Yes. Yep. So a lot of fun. Um, 
a lot of fun just just looking at the deranged stuff but the really good deranged stuff will make its way to twitter so you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to go try to find it on linkedin you, you don't need to be there so in his post he he lists out six different things and i have a few things i have a problem with go um, for it let's hear it the All first six. one is the first one is everyone wants to help you out when you misplace your student ID. So I'm like, there's again that he's calling this out that the ID was missing this many times. I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm not buying the second ID. And I'm really calling in the question, the first being missing now. Number two, everything's bigger in Texas. I'm like, all right, fine. Everybody says that when you go to Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. It's fine whatever. You're coming from New Orleans. No big deal. Number three, I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage here. Austin, Texas is the coolest city I've ever been to. (laughs) All right. I'm I'm a little upset. Uh, I'm trying not to like enrage. Okay, he's from New Orleans. I, I, okay, I'm just gonna, uh, all right. Boring city. No, there's nothing. No one. There's nothing cool in New Orleans. It's just it's like Phoenix, really. My my whole life growing up in New Orleans. All right, growing up in New Orleans the whole time, I thought every place was like New Orleans. I thought it was just like a normal city. When I traveled to other cities, I was like, oh shit. There's nothing else like the city. This is crazy. The only thing I'm going to give him credit for here is when you're underage in New Orleans. It's not that cool. Okay. I'll give you that. In high school, I mean, you can find ways to make it cooler if you want to, but I don't think Arch <laughs> is going to be the one. I don't think he could sneak around uptown New Orleans uh, unnoticed, I would say, um, nowadays, especially with social media everywhere. So. Probably had a tight lid on him. Yeah, I'm not going to say... No, I disagree. Austin, Texas is... is. A, I mean, he's had to go on vacation somewhere else, right? He's going <laughs> in New York. That's the thing. Well, no, New York sucks. But so <laughs> the problem with that is that... Hey, wait. And New York wait, sucks. It's fine. Um, everyone knows because everyone knows that Dallas is the coolest city anyone's ever been to. I'm kidding. No, well, no. Everyone, stop looking at me like that. That was an actual joke. <laughs> Everyone chill the fuck we out. All, we I just all got, I just got glared down, guys. I've literally never even been to Dallas, and I was just about to be like, so you like parking lots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and urban heat traps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, love those. It just like that. So that's number three. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Like, you've had to be on vacation to other places. I, this this is just blatant pandering to Texas fans. Not, not buying it. All right. Number four is you can get in playing shape just walking across campus. Okay, it's a big campus. It's a big campus, but playing shape? Yeah. Come back I... when you have to walk up Cardiac Hill all the damn time. I mean, I was I, I took a visit to Western Kentucky. I was winded because <laughs> the school's mm-hmm. on the hilltop. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, for real. I'm like, no, and the freshman dorm where I would have been if I went there mm-hmm. is at the bottom of the hill. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The yeah. entire hill just to get the classes. Mm-hmm. in the snow I, both ways the same I thing live, we've seen the pictures of of the big staircase you have to walk up but there's a way to go around it but freshmen yeah. don't know the way to go around it so mm-hmm. you see them puffing and puffing up the top of the stairs i lived on top of cardiac hill my freshman year same thing i took the bus a lot because i'm lazy mm-hmm. pittsburgh is hilly though it do be hilly <laughs> number five i'm already slipping some y'alls and fixing twos in my vocabulary you you never said y'all in new orleans right you never said fixing to in New Orleans ever, ever, ever. I think that just speaks to how out of the fabric of New Orleans he existed. I mean, I know where he went to school, extremely expensive school, private school, you know, uptown New Orleans. We say y'all all the time in New Orleans. I don't understand 
how you never heard somebody say y'all. Also, you played against high schools in Louisiana growing up. Seriously, you go play another school, you definitely would have to hear them say y'all fixing to. Come on, man. And then number six, finally, this is home. Can't wait to get on the field. Thank you. Thank you, LinkedIn, Hook'em, Longhorn Nation, Austin, Texas. I, I'm dropping horns down right now after this post. God. Sorry. I'm, I'm upset with Arch right now. This post Arch. is going to be even funnier after he transfers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still okay. not over a 17-year-old kid needing a LinkedIn page. Seriously. It, it says yeah, student, that's... student athlete at the University of Texas at Austin. I can't no wait. Kidding. We know. The, the transfer, I, I don't know who he transfers to next, and then he has another six things. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, then will he say whatever city he transfers, the coolest city he's ever been to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we can go. Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Tennessee, the coolest city I've ever been to. Starkville, Mississippi, the coolest city I've ever been to. It's Lanny, Michigan, the coolest city I've ever been to. It's Ipsy, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna okay next year. I'm gonna put it in our to do list. I'm gonna be using hashtag tipsy ipsy for any Thursday night like weird weekend games in Ypsilanti. Him having a LinkedIn page as a 17 year old, like I'm trying to think of, of an equivalent. It would be like like Don Brown at UMass announcing that he's gonna coach at UMass on TikTok. It's that wrong. It's that incongruent. Well, so I can sort of see the value of having a LinkedIn page now that NIL is a thing if you're like trying to get your name out oh, there. But yeah, okay. this is Arch fucking Manning. He does not need this. He does not need to have a LinkedIn page to have every, every small business in Austin be like, hey, you want some money? <laughs> yeah. Have Hilarious. fun. Have fun in this spring in Austin, Archibald. Go, go to the, go to the, go to Barton Springs, do all the shit, and then then we'll see. I hope you get a good lanyard for your ID. I hope his mullet grows out gloriously. This is Arch Manning for Office Depot. When I lost my ID, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we had some schedule drops this week. Notre Dame (laughs) made a choice. (laughs) They put out their schedule drop in the form of a video game set to hard. Choose hard. (laughs) Let's talk about what hard looks like. For Notre Dame in 2023. I got a lot of comments saying that people didn't really think it was that hard. I don't, I don't you know. know. I, I mean, oh, so you got you got the classics. Yes. Yeah, SC is on there. Stanford's mm-hmm. on there. Ohio Pitt State is on there. Yes. Pitt's going to mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Yes. But then let's talk about teams like Central Michigan and Tennessee State. First FCS team. Was it really the first FCS team? They yes. Were I forgot about the wailing and gnashing of teeth when that oh. was scheduled. Ooh. Oh, my so- gosh. It's also this, the first HBCU they've ever played, which is Does cool. this mean that SC is the only school now that who've never played in FCS? Because UCLA played Alabama A and M, Alabama State. I believe, yeah, I can't remember who it was. Alabama State. A&M. State. Okay. okay. And they're at Clemson. Like this schedule. This this schedule looks has some moments, well, they, but they have Ohio State too. So don't forget that. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's and they also ha- they also have the Ireland game. They get yes. to play for the crystal helmet, I guess. I get, do they get yeah. the chance to? Do they get to take it back from? I mean, I don't know if you want to win that game, honestly. Yeah, they did. It, it, it doesn't work out for Northwestern. Go up for Northwestern? No, not at all. I would have liked the release more if they actually turned it into a flash game. I wanted it to be a flash game. Oh, it drove me nuts! Like I, I, I want to play this game, and then they had the guy running with the ball. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm like, hit a box, hit a box, hit a box above you. For the love of God, hit a box. Get a power up. Make him go a little <laughs> bit quicker. Something. Don't just have him run, run across. This just ran across the whole time. 
across the bridge into another, you know, cottage or whatever. Instead of a fire flower, it's a shamrock. It turns your jersey green. It changes, I mean, change the jersey colors. I mean, come on. Maybe hit a box to reveal who you're playing. You Ooh, that, do see, that would have been, been too creative. Oh, too creative. The other thing was, man, Pac-12 released their schedule. Dion's going to have a bad time the first five weeks in Colorado. They really I mean, shot Colorado. Did we think that he was going to have a good time regardless of the schedule? No. And I think that the back half of the schedule will get him to six and six, honestly. But I look at the first half and I I think they make a bowl. But I'm looking at the front half of the schedule and I'm seeing Sicko's team of the year, Colorado. Six and six, Colorado. Six and six, Colorado? What? See, now, man, now you got me paranoid. Let me touch the back of that schedule. Make sure I'm not just talking out my ass. No, no one two oh wait no, no sorry so i'm gonna i'm gonna revise that to four and eight actually down to four and eight they open they open at tcu <laughs> they have nebraska at home this is matt rule nebraska so who knows what emojis will be for that? The Matt they Rule are, emoji they, tweets, we have no idea have, what they mean. Oh, I just want that one to be, so, that's going to be real dumb. I'm manifesting that being like, flat fight, stupid. That, that, that honestly, I mean, we don't have the rest of the schedule, but that could be Sicko's game of the week for, for the second week of the season. Oh, yeah. Early then, front runner, for sure. And this year, of course, they play Colorado State. Finally. And thankfully, it's in their stadium and not in Denver. Yeah, at, 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 in Boulder. It's not Mile it's in High. Boulder. Not a then neutral week site, four, which they, is nice. Week four, they go to Autzen to play Oregon. Yikes. And week five, they have SC at home. Oh, Ouch. They have yeah. two more games after that before they get to the bye. And it's, at, it's at Arizona State uh, and then Stanford at home. So those aren't as bad. Ooh, but you've got to get past it. that gauntlet to get to the off week. It's, it's going to be... I want to make it very clear because there's a lot of people that are out there being like, oh, people just want Dion to fail. I do not want Dion to fail. No. I want Colorado to be good. I think college football is better when teams are good and not just abysmally bad. This is just a real rough hello. I just really want, I just want some entertainment, which I think we're going to get it from them this yes. year with all the transfers. I just want teams to be entertaining. And that's what the committee is about. Like, I don't care what your record is. We're going to watch you. Uh, if you're entertaining and in an unconventional way or a conventional way, just be entertaining, Colorado. So earlier this week, did I ask the question? I actually can't remember who asked the question to start. It was with. you. It was you. It was me. <laughs> yep. I, I, I asked a question it. on Twitter, basically asking about what are the weird night games in your conference? Because we always have this thing of, oh, shit. I'm looking at the schedule. You go, oh, shit. I have to play a night game at whatever. And everyone just cringes because you know that that's a bad place to be the ones that always come to mind for me at least are washington state and pullman you're Mm -hmm. playing there on a late night especially a friday night you're fucked it's just weirdness for sure if you if you have to go to lubbock for any reason and the sun goes down and by the sun goes down i mean a dust cloud can also cover the sun in lubbock that also is acceptable that's right problem good tortilla throwing weather (laughs) it is throw throw so many tortillas it blocks out the sun Yes, that's right. And then Ames had this like weird juju for a while, and so maybe still does. I don't know, but the whole Ames, state of yeah, the whole state of Iowa because Kinnick was the other one that came up. Yeah, and Iowa so, at night is very haunting. I would just say that. So we we, we asked folks about this, and I want to know first off, like, what are the ones that come to y'all's minds? Like, pick girl, what is in your mind? I don't want to play a night game at blank. Oh, for the ACC, it's not a place; it's a day. Thursday, Thursday night games are all deeply cursed. 
um, in one way or another. ACC specifically, because this year's Brawl was a Thursday and it was lit. Um, But Pitt used to get stuck playing UNC on Thursday night in Heinz Field (laughs) every year in mid-October, and it was actual hell. Pitt had not beaten UNC until 2020, like in football at all until 2021. (laughs) And that was a Thursday night game where Kenny Pickett pulled it out of his ass in overtime to win. That was, that was a crazy one. That was crazy game. So yeah, my pick is Thursday night. Doesn't matter where. What people said about the ACC. We also got a lot of going to the carrier dome on a weeknight. Friday night carrier dome cues will always on a weird weird that's a weird one for the acc there maybe clemson twice or once i think once twice. i think was it twice they they beat Bryant one of those years yeah, yeah I, I think, think it was twice. In, in clemson well yeah. they almost pulled one out but then there was some uh clock commandering by dino oh, at the end there. i forgot about that yes. awesome. yeah. Yeah. andrew what is your what for your fandoms? What is your dear God? Don't send me there. Don't send me there at night. Um, you you said Kinnick, and I'd like I, we started discussing that. Uh, the wins by Syracuse were in 2017 in Syracuse, and the 1996 Gator Bowl, Syracuse won 41 nothing over Clemson. Yes, Jesus, Jacksonville. <laughs> what did you do? That's a throw. That's a throwback. Uh, football was different then. I need, anyway, I, I need I need I need a 1991 Gator Bowl shirt now. Apparently, I interrupted myself. Oh, that was really <laughs> yeah. But Kinnick, um, I feel like they've put the Michigan Iowa game at night. It wasn't at night this past year, which was great. That and then you mentioned Wazoo, and that's always a chaos bringer. They've beaten SC, they've beaten UCLA, they've beaten big time teams at home at night. Those are the two that really come to mind. I'm trying to think group of five wise. I don't know. I was going to say like that if you're in one of those conferences, that's like the geographic footprint is humongous. Like if you're Temple and you have to go at Tulsa, like at night on like a Friday, like something like that, where there's just the desperate like spread. And the other one that comes to mind now, they'll be in the big 12 going forward. But I feel like the bounce house is, is often cursed. So I hope that there's some funny Big 12 scheduling, which we're yet to see where Texas or Oklahoma has to go there, because that would be very funny. Kamesh, what are yours? All right. So we already covered the ACC. The Big 10, it's it's Iowa and Purdue at night. Um, that, uh, West Lafayette does are, get weird. Yeah, you got to get Purdue in there because you never know when it's coming, but it's Purdue at night is is probably, if you see that on your schedule, you're probably a little, little worried about that one. I, I'll just say. And if you have a number next to your name. Oh, definitely. Be worried. Um, for the, the big 12, I feel like Iowa state is, is the one for the big 12 also underrated Oklahoma state at night and, and oh West God. Virginia still, at night too. Oh Jesus, still water at night. Yeah, I feel like this year is, is very, I, I, again, I just want to like have one of those paddles to, to smack the wall. That's it. That's all I want to do at Oklahoma oh, state. Just yeah, let, me, let me sm- smack the wall and make a bunch of noise with one of those Oklahoma state paddles, please. I shout out to the paddle year. people. Yeah. I feel like this year it was Morgantown at noon. Yeah, For some reason, this year it was like Morgantown at noon and everyone was just like, oh God, don't don't send me there. Everyone's it's... hopped up on Shine and they're all angry. Well, A, I would argue that that's just West Virginia being West Virginia and B, like the state and B, are we sure that that was not just this year's West Virginia football team being the way that it was? Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> Because there is that. I do also have a very brief correction to make. Uh, Pitt actually did beat UNC in 2019, which the back of my brain remembered, but the rest of me did not. So, <laughs> um, For some, some G5 action, uh, I feel like the MAC, you don't really want to play Toledo at night. 
Uh, glass bowl, say. baby. The glass bowl seems kind of daunting. Um, also, Northern Illinois, the Cobb. That's a that's a weird one. It's it's the furthest west in the MAC. So just going all the way out there. That those are two that are really weird. Also, I think what was the one in the snow? Central Michigan, Mount Pleasant. Yeah, Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. That that's not necessarily pleasant to play at night because of the snow. Uh, but it, and then Western Michigan Stadium, it just seems like it's so dark there. Like the sight lines and the cameras, just just darkness out in Kalamazoo. The Mountain West, I feel like nighttime. It, one of the ones that, I mean, for you, it was always Nevada uh, in Reno at night. Yeah. It feels that way. But Boise at night on like a Friday is very intimidating. I would say. I can um, imagine. And then and then Wyoming. Seriously, like Wyoming at night in. October, Laramie, whatever cold weather it is, the if it's a weird Friday game, you don't want to be in Laramie if you're a visiting team. <laughs> I after after reading about the Wyoming Colorado State feud and how it started, I am now yeah. afraid to go into Laramie. I feel like I'm going to get hit like a professor's going to come at me with a walking stick and beat me for calling a game <laughs> wrong. So, De- definitely. The Pac-12, I think we went over Wazoo. I feel like Oregon State is underrated here. Corvallis. I was going to say Corvallis, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Eugene's tough to play, period. Also, like Washington, UW, it's just so loud. It's incredibly loud there, and it's always like misty rainy in in Washington. The SEC, I mean, if you want to do with the mainstream one, it's Death Valley at night. You're terrified to play there you see that at nighttime underrated for me is columbia south carolina yeah uh maybe maybe mizzou at night too so both columbias i'll give it to you there um and that that that's very difficult the sun belt for me personally boone at night is terrifying um that's a lot of people were saying boone at night is just just every time like ulm plays like app at night it's like 52 7 app wins it's just like i never <laughs> want to see that on the schedule ever i'm like please let app come to monroe we, we may have a shot there a, a slightly better chance than boone at night terrifying there's another one in the I think marshall at night troy is terrifying but that's for other reasons because they're very good one of the ones that came up uh friend of the program podcast said fayetteville that haunting that used to terrify lsu fans in the before Saban days, anytime you go to Arkansas and play at Arkansas, at Fayetteville, not in like War Memorial in Little Rock, that one was is always terrifying. And some weird Arkansas voodoo happens there. It's just <laughs> some sort of crazy Ozark Mountain, uh, Hot Spring, whatever's going on in Fayetteville, just, just, just full on Arkansas at night. You have no idea what's going on there. And it's the, the Wampin Stick is charged by moonlight. It is. There it is. There it is. People were also saying, not so much recently, but Blacksburg at night. Yeah. They hit the inner Sandman. It just turns into a madhouse. And mm-hmm. whatever Paul Johnson black magic was happening in Atlanta, <laughs> teams would roll in at night, and all of a sudden he'd run for they'd run for eight hundred yards. And Florida State was a night game too. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The other one that came up a bunch was apparently, and I'll have to check the numbers on this to make sure it's right because I do math like that. University of Ohio in Athens on like yes. a Wednesday night is a fortress i missed that one uh miami ohio also um they had a a really long winning home winning streak for like almost three years so Mm -hmm. ohio and miami ohio when it's the battle of the bricks those two together on matching that's always always fun okay you could tell me that any game between two mac teams was called the battle of the bricks (laughs) and i would absolutely believe you hey beth hi hey how's it going (laughs) going great I can tell. (laughs) 
It's always <laughs> normal at the sickos committee. I hate my ISP so much. Beth looks like she's being interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tethered to my iPad and I'm upstairs in the attic oh. to because there there's a skylight above my head and I can actually get signal here. Ooh, nice. Hmm. There's four and a half feet of insulation between every floor in my house. It's kind of built like a bunker. Oh. So good to know. Yeah. So yeah, everything's great. We go full prepper. We yeah, go full this prepper. is gonna we'll go great. I see no problems with this setup. <laughs> It's going to be great. I'm, I'm going to love this. The Welcome other, Beth. well, uh, let me ask Beth. Hey, Beth, of, from all your like West Virginia memories, what is the place that you didn't want to see West Virginia have to go play an away game at night? Like what place drove you crazy as a West Virginia fan? At night specifically? At night. Yeah. If you yeah. had like a, oh God, we have to go somewhere at night and you just knew that that was going to be a weird, weird game. Virginia Tech. Yeah. Blacksburg. Blacksburg. Yep. Yeah. Blacksburg. That'll do it. Notice nobody said Piscataway at night. How dare you? <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring one of my college I, things. But I would bet. We that, I mean, no one games. ever wants to go to New Jersey, so I that's mean, sort of a given. I think you are presupposing <laughs> that they were gonna put that game on at night because the only reason a game goes tonight is for TV. There is a brief window oh, between like 2004 and 2008 where it is conceivable that you might want to put West Virginia Rutgers on at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is a rare occurrence. You're well into Blue Moon territory. You don't yeah, want to go to you don't want to go to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts at night. <laughs> Some people said that. Apparently, there's yeah. the, the, red, the red bandana game at Boston. College. Oh yeah, you don't oh, want to yeah. do that specific game. Uh, yeah. BC's got some weird funkiness to it. So, you know, I, I can see that that weird Friday night game, same allure as the Carrier Dome on yeah. Friday night. I went to a couple of games <laughs> up in Chestnut Hill, and let me just say, excellent seats were available. <laughs> <laughs> that is my plan for when Pitt plays at BC. Ne- th- this year? Next year. Soon. I- I'm going to guess you could probably walk straight in. I'm going to guess that you're not going to get hassled a whole bunch. Especially if you're wearing a Harvard shirt and you have a very determined look on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna just walk in confident with the Red Sox hat on and you're good. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like it's a question of like how good is your way. honors student walk? If you have that look on your face, that's like, listen, I'm supposed to be here and I have a job to do. Like, and it's on the other side of you, so just like get out of my way, buddy. If you're good mm-hmm. at that, you can probably get in so, just fine. Definitely. So okay. you need the, the Boston uniform. You need a Red Sox hat and a, a cup of uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, your Dunkin', got your Dunkin', Dunkin cup. Got your Dunkin', ready to go. You're in. Yeah, and your a Harvard shirt would do well. Yeah, and your emergency Pico. powder, very important. Patriot emergency <laughs> powder. Emergency chowder. You have a you have a flask of emergency chowder. Well, so it's Pardon kind of like me. the lady. I get my chowder out. Yeah, it's like the lady who brought the potato into the game. Like you just have like a baggie of loose chowder in your pockets. <laughs> it's single it's rib. Sick girl. That BC is 2024. Okay. I knew I know it's soon. I would also just like to take this moment to shout out friend of the show, Sports with M, who has done things like this and once went into an LSU game with a plastic Ziploc bag of mac and cheese. Ooh. So, yeah, oh, beautiful. God, so yeah, a... so viscous. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, when we saw the, the get off topic here, but the Kansas City Chiefs fan eating just a potato uh, in in the cold. Jags and Chiefs game, and the Jags fan took a picture of her eating the potato, and posted was like, "Ew, this is yuck." Well, the the girl eating the potato found the Jags fan tweet, and she took a picture of the Jags fan 
I enjoyed my potato. How did you enjoy your playoff loss? I think it was at the same moment. Cause you can I, see I her holding like up her phone. Yes. You can see her holding up her phone, like, like taking a weird selfie because some weird dude was taking a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Eating a potato. Taking a picture of me eating a potato. And I was like, I miss you potato bowl. <laughs> Looks Buddy Buddy is, you know, retired. He's in his off season right now. I'm upset. The potato bowl doesn't follow us. I mean, really. They not? You know, they the don't. Fuck? I don't I don't get it. I mean, they don't follow us. It's just not nice, but that's fine. We got mayo bowl. We got we got independence bowl. We got a whole bunch of other bowls. We don't need you, potato bowl, but we still love you. We love have, you. Have any of you guys <laughs> ever seen somebody using a fun snack as a hand warmer at a game? No. I mean, besides I, just like holding cups of coffee or cold like I've seen like right. you hold something warm. Yeah, I was going to say hot chocolate, but that doesn't yeah. really count. I'm from I the South, potato. so no. <laughs> I went to, so I was at an Erie Central game. This was a while ago. And I watched somebody walk into the game, sit down next to the marching band section, which is where I was, and pull out from like his giant parka puffy coat a small Wendy's chili that he had like had his hands wrapped <laughs> in Ooh. and proceed to eat it. Erie's cold and very windy. Always carry, always carry emergency soup. <laughs> Over on the Substack, we've really been enjoying following the paths of journeyman coaches. Seriously, this has been—I've really enjoyed this so far. I've done three, which two have only come out so far. The one that we got coming out—I think I got it scheduled for Tuesday, the twenty-fourth. So we've done the journeyman career of Bart Andrews. Was Bart uh, Andrews which, the first one that got us down this path? Because I remember I finding so. him. When we started watching the USFL last year, and we recognized some of the coaches, it was like, you know, Larry Fedora. We're like, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, then we saw <laughs> Skip Holtz. We're like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then we saw this guy with some really strange eyebrows, and it was Bart Andrews. So we're like, <laughs> who is this guy? And we started, you know, digging in his Wikipedia and we found a whole bunch of teams we ain't never heard of before. And really, we threw this in like our off-season idea thing where we wanted to map out the journeyman career of these coaches that, you know, where they've been, how many stops and actually track the mileage of where they've gone in their career just to see like which coach is the most journeyman of all the journeymen uh, of the, the journeymen. Not journeymen's, I don't, I don't, whatever, but uh, it's not a real word. Who cares? The first one we did Bart Andrews, and then we did Brian Van Gorder. Uh, the one that we got coming out on Tuesday is June Jones, which I feel like June Jones like kind of cheated here because he had a lot of a lot of stops in Hawaii, so he got a lot of air mileage, maybe some frequent flyer miles. If you have any suggestions that we need to look at some coaches, if they had ten to fifteen stops, and you know who knows, maybe they're in the European League of Football right now, or... Yeah, uh, June the, Jones. Go get it, the, June. Well, well, I mean, June is June is, is back in the XFL. This iteration of it, and so, yeah. If oh, there's Norm, any, shit. How am I confusing June Jones, June Jones and Norm Chow? Oh, because they, they both coach the Hawaii. Connection. They both coach Hawaii. Okay. Connection. There's a Hawaii connection. We're, we're tracking the mileage. We're, we're going through it. We want to see who has the most miles driving and the most mileage flying as we do on our free sub stack. So just scroll along and see how many stops these people make for their you po- football coaching careers. When you posted the Brian Van, Brian Van Gorder one, like I haven't seen so much latent anger from people on our account. <laughs> 
since I post my usual shit. Like, this is the first time everyone's like, don't you fucking say that name. Why would you say that name? Why is that name here? How dare you? We don't use that name. That's a lot of Notre Dame fans that hate him. Yes. Um, Also, Georgia Southern fans cannot stand him for one year that he coached them uh, in 2006. Uh, I will say this about Van Gorder in his journey. He was on a crazy, awesome trajectory. And he was the defensive coordinator for Georgia underneath Mark Richt. Had had like Broyles Awards. He won like the Valvoline Sports Coach of the Year Award. And then for some reason, he went to Jacksonville and it kind of all went downhill from there. <laughs> like like many people's lives. Yes. <laughs> Urban Meyer, Brian Van Gorder, Fred Durst. No, Fred Durst like flourished in Jacksonville. So what? Oh, okay. I didn't even know Fred Durst was from Jacksonville, but okay. It makes you know Lib Bis- a lot of you know Lib Biscuit was from Jacksonville? No, I didn't I didn't really like I've never Wikipedia'd them. I mean who cares? Really? Are you yeah. not into new metal like I was? Now that you think about it though, doesn't it kind I, of make I, why sense? Why would I know where he's No, I don't it makes sense that he's from Jacksonville. I mean They sound very Jacksonville. It it makes sense, yes. I I mean, you know, I, I honestly thought I, I really didn't dig into Limp Biscuit's history too much. I, I really had no idea. Uh, I, saw, I saw Limp Bizkit at the Warp Tour, man. I mean, oh, if right. you're imagining, if you're imagining Jacksonville's mascot just walking down the street with the little AirPods in, what do you think he's listening to? It's Fred Durst. He's listening to Fred Durst's cover of "Behind Blue Eyes," which That's really... Right. Oh God, that exists. Oh, you know, I this the other no day one. I was looking up, I was looking no up one. lyric. I needed the lyrics, and I no typed in "Behind Blue Eyes," and it was like, oh, you mean like "Behind Blue Eyes," sung by Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit? No, no, I don't. No. no, no one knows what it's like. <laughs> I think I used it for a picture of Jim Harbaugh looking really sad. <laughs> no, it was John Harbaugh. It was John Harbaugh, sorry. Coach. Yes, you did. You did. Yes, it was. Yeah, for the, you got the Harbaugh's confused. More Harbaugh stuff. Uh, who's going to yeah. share our Weekend Sickos history this week? I, I threw it in, so I, I'm going to go, go ahead and, and go for it. So, this week in Sickos history... What did I use last time for the music? I'll find I don't it. know. You did something. Old timey newspaper Old-timey music. Old timey newspaper. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Music. Yeah, sound effects here. Here we go. So this one is is basically it's it's 1936 and it's something known as a, a really weird national championship and it's also the first year of the first AP poll. Oh, that's How right. Fitting. This is the yeah. How okay. fitting. So 1936. So I want to get you guys into the into the right mindset first. In 1936, uh, King Edward VIII abdicated. Jesse Owens ran won four gold medals at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. BBC right. had their first public uh, had their first public television broadcast. The Hindenburg had its first flight. Don't ask about how it went after that. The book Gone with the Wind is published, and also the first pop charts. Like the Billboard first pop charts. Oh, I you said pop tart. The first no, pop charts. No, that'd be great too. No. Did they have toasters back then? I'm sure they did. I'm sure. Also, yeah. the Hoover Dam was completed at this point. Oh, wow. Ah. So, so that's that's where we are. Big news. Don't, for you don't ask the... about what's happening in Europe. It was fine. How much? How much was the loaf of bread and and how much was gas? Because we got to give them that stuff, right? Oh yeah. The Hoover Keep Dam talking. is I'll, also I'll circle fine. Back. I'll... The pop tart wasn't invented till 1964. Whoa. Pop tart or the pop chart? I can't hear now. God damn it. No, no. The first frosted one was released in 1967. Okay. Oh. So it wasn't until 1967 that we decided to put frosting on pierogies. Good to know. <laughs> all stuffed things are the same. They're all frosting pierogies. On ravioli. Frosting on ravioli. Okay, Kamish, tell us about this. All right. 
So as we mentioned, it, it really shouldn't surprise us that the first Associated Press poll in 1936 brought about the first controversy about the national champion, right? So AP poll, you know, we're going to go split national championship. There's going to be drama with the AP poll. In the first year, it it basically set us off on the path. The number one team in the nation was the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Their coach wanting to beef up the schedule. Minnesota was set to open against Washington, the Huskies in Seattle. At that time in 1936, it was a four-day trip by train. (laughs) Good Lord. So again, no flights or anything like that. The fucking coach, Amtrak, man. I, I bet you actually nowadays it probably still is four days by train because fucking Amtrak. Probably, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, it's probably the same route they did in 1936. So Minnesota wanted to go, you know, beef their schedule up, I guess, to to maintain their dominance, which, you know, they've won a lot of national titles in, in the 1930s. They, they on this four day trip by train, this is just some weird facts about the season. The coach scheduled practices along the way. The coach was like, hey, we're stopping the train and we're going to practice because this is serious. While staying overnight at the Florence Hotel in Missoula, Montana, the players were forced to flee their hotel at about 3 a.m. due to the building being on fire. Like you do. (laughs) Nobody was hurt, but most of the hotel was destroyed. Minnesota was able to escape that game with a a win, 14-7. Uh, they went on to post some more impressive wins against Nebraska, Michigan, Purdue, Iowa, Texas, and Wisconsin. Heading into a Halloween showdown with Northwestern, many thought would likely determine both the conference and the national championship. The one, <laughs> let's, let's just go. Let me say that again. Sure. Here. We're Jesus. back in 1936 for this sentence to be real. All right. This really happened, and this is why it's Sicko's history. Heading into Halloween, a Halloween showdown with Northwestern, which many thought would likely determine both the conference and national championship. Minnesota was number one, <laughs> and Northwestern was ranked third. Amazing. Oh, oh, God. It's tough. It's tough to really think about this stuff actually being real. Which, uh, it, it, evidently, it was. I wasn't alive, so I'm just going to have to take this at their word. <laughs> Guess who number two was? I just found it. Uh, who was I, it? I do say who was number two. Um, it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. That's right. Played in wind and driving rain. The Gophers, who hadn't lost since the season finale of 1932, so this is 1936. A streak of 28 straight games they haven't lost. Hadn't lost. 28 straight. The Gophers hadn't lost. They couldn't reach the end zone. While Northwestern punched in a, punched in a touchdown for a six nothing victory. So this you're like, game? okay. It's on huh? is on YouTube, by the way. It is yes. awesome, fantastic. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post a, I'm gonna post a really quick picture in the Discord of one yeah. of these formations that I see in this game. Oh my god, love it! Oh. What a formation! I think this formation is actually better than what the Cowboys did earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! The what we're seeing is basically a box of humans set up four, four of line of four, a line of four, then a line of three. They break into something like a power eye or close to it. Yeah. And the but best, it's still the best part is like the way everyone is bent down. It looks like somebody is walking through and trying to hold all of the rods on the foosball table at the exact same angle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it looks like. All right. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'll, I'll, for, I'll, for put turf, some, I'll, I'll, I'll add some stuff about this game. And the turf in this so, game kind of, it reminds me of the uh, of the carpet that used to be on the walls in some of the really bad restaurants I've been in in central Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> it smells it smells like Marlboro's. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, this definitely, it smells like marble, marble reds, and then the further down you get in the carpet, the more and more and more it smells like um, rolling rock. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huh? There you go. <laughs> go Pennsylvania. Ah, rolling rock is, rolling rock is delicious. Love it. So after Northwestern ends this Golden Gopher winning streak, they are bumped up to number one in the polls. After sitting atop the pole for three weeks, Big Ten champion, Northwestern was pounded by Notre Dame 26-6, and they would finish seventh in the final poll. Even with the one loss, the voters put Minnesota back up number one, ahead of LSU, who was 9-0-1, ahead of Pitt, who was 7-1-1, and ahead of Alabama, who was 8-0-1. With the regular season complete, the Gophers secured the, the consensus national championship. However... Three services, uh, Boan, Football Research, and Holgate, proclaimed Pitt as their national champion, which I'm sure Pitt mm-hmm. girl agrees with yep, that one. and Pitt does claim that one. Pitt does claim it. LSU lost to number six, Santa Clara. Again, Santa Clara had a football team that was ranked they not have six. a football team anymore. They don't have a football team anymore, no. They lost in the Sugar Bowl to them 24-14. Pitt won the Rose Bowl against Washington 21 nothing and Alabama did not play in a bowl. Due to the confusion and controversy associated with who should be crowned the 1936 national champion, a number of sports writers across the country jokingly nominated several small colleges based on a sort of backtracking arithmetic. <laughs> we all know that transitive property is the, is the way it is. This so this is definitely the first use of transitive property to try to determine a national champion. So this is 1936. Here is the transitive property national champion. So what they would do, again, where a small college team would have beaten Team B, which defeated Team C, which upset Team D, which defeated one of the several several or real national championship contenders, uh, Minnesota, Pitt, Duke, and LSU, whatever. Those were the four in this situation. Duke? Yes, <laughs> apparently. That's right. That's so how you know this, this is legit. This is totally <laughs> legit. So the most well-prominent and well-known claim for the national championship via the transitive property was tiny Slippery Rock College. Salute Slippery Rock. Salute Slippery Rock. Slippery rock. Oh, you're, wearing your, you're wearing your pimp, your pimp oh, jacket rock. Yeah. That's right. It's always a good day to support the rock. So this this one, the transitive property claim, it was Slippery Rock who made its case by beating Westminster, which defeated West Virginia Wesleyan, which beat number 14 Duquesne, which upset number three Pitt, which beat former number no, number one Notre Dame, which upset number one Northwestern, which defeated AP national champion Minnesota. Who lived the in the house gave of Jacksonville. Rock. That's right. Yeah, wait, no, I, I, uh, the frog and the log and the log and the bog and the bog down and the hole down in the valley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the tree and the hole and the hole in the ground and the green grass grew all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I argue that Pitt shouldn't claim this because they lost zero to seven to Duquesne? Can we backtrack to that real fast? Hey, Duquesne oh. was ranked then. I, I, I don't care. It's Duquesne. Duquesne was the ranked then. Twenty thousand people showed up to Pitt Stadium on October seventeenth, nineteen thirty-six, with the loom of war, war in, the, in Europe happening, and we're like, I want to watch Pitt lose seven-zero to Duquesne. Okay, this was also when Carnegie Mellon was good at football, and they were also still Carnegie Tech. Times were different. Like, this is old-timey Pittsburgh, when it was, like, black at noon because of all of the, like, because Mm -hmm. of all of the mills. So you're effectively, like, playing football in a closed closet. 
You're blaming soot for Pitt's loss to Duquesne. I will. I like that. I, say that. I want to shout, yeah, shout out Beth fine. on this one. Uh, do you, no, no, no. Do you know who Slippery Rock beat in 1936? No. Your Teal Tomcats. Oh, really? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Today, today I learned Teal had a football 46. team in 1936. Allegedly. That's right. <laughs> Your Teal Tomcats. I'm also required by law to say fuck Slippery Rock. So, yeah. Go Red Hawks. Oh. I have to. I have to also mention that the 1936 Dartmouth football team was seven one and one as well, ranked thirteenth. Had a really good year. Only one loss to Holy Cross. Drew Princeton oh. away. I feel like at seven and one, they have a pretty good claim to the national title as well. So I'm just going to throw that one in there as well. <laughs> Since we're all just claiming titles, that's right. They got the transitive property. Just do it. Claim it for 1936. If you had a team, does that anybody want to laugh at my school? Michigan was one and seven. That year. Yes. Not, not a great year for Michigan. Wow. That was very bad for Michigan, but not too well. So their only win was against Columbia. Yeah. WVU only <laughs> WVU was six and four that year, it looks like. But oh, okay. we've like West Virginia has no claimed national titles, and I have no problem with us claiming this one. It would be fun to have one. No. Oh I, I okay. have a problem with you claiming that one. No, I no longer do. And Beth, I am happy to come up with a good design for the 1936 West Virginia National Title t-shirt that I'm going to make for you. Thank you. I will wear it proudly. <laughs> yes, we got this. And confuse the hell out of the nonagenarians I sit with. <laughs> like, what? When did this happen? The, the reason that this gained some sort of notoriety is because, again, it was an AP writer, that uh, voter that did this. So this went throughout, like, papers throughout the country. It's so slippery <laughs> rock. The, their claim, using the transitive property, because there was such a dispute of who should be the champion due to the losses, which is amazing, how when, when teams don't play each other on the field, you know, you, you get this, and it's just very, very fitting why the, the first year, I'm sorry, not why, the first year of the AP poll that we had this type of drama and one voter just going off the rails and giving Slippery Rock the national title just based off the transitive property, even though they finished what six and three or seven and three, I think six and three, and not didn't even win their conference. Didn't even win the conference. Nope. Something something called Lockhaven won the conference. Yeah, yeah Lockhaven. And the, the Lock Pennsylvania is and the Pennsylvania State Teachers Conference football standings, which yeah, it's, that it, must have it's been a real PSAC. conference. Yeah, no, it's it is what is now the PSAC. All the Pashi schools started as teaching colleges. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so this is like Shippensburg too. Okay, oh, okay. Yes, yeah, I know who this is. Yes, and California and Indiana and Calu and Millersville, all those guys. R.I.P. Yep. Cal. The more you know. Yeah, all those schools like combined, right? Penn That's... West. Some of them Penn, are merging. Yeah, so Calu is is now part of Penn West, which is stupid and sounds like a bank. Pennsylvania Voltron. <laughs> So, and so Yin's formed the head. That's right. Pennsylvania Vol- Voltron is how we end the story of the 1936 Slippery Rock National Title <laughs> winner. Kamish, I love, I love when any of us tries to tell a story on here. We do, and everyone's job is just to try to derail as hard as possible. <laughs> but you stuck with it, and it works so well, and it's so much fun to be on both sides of this. Bless you. It's fun. Thank you for I, that I mean, story. That was, and that was this week in Sickles history. Is that what they that sound? Okay. Is that, right. that, that right sounds like breaking news? Right here, yeah. I need you to hard cut okay. and say, hey, we're going to discuss Sicko's college basketball. And I want the Tim Robinson basketball music right in here. Okay. 
basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. That's fine. Okay, that's I what gonna, I want. Give I was gonna also add some like squeaky shoe sounds. Over give me the too. ball. Yeah. Okay. So, right. so a- Andrew is one of the big posters over on the basketball side of our thing. Andrew, what what is basketball? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do oh, we have? God. What do we have coming up on that side? So we are going to do our midseason poll. I think this week, right, Kamish? Yes, we're going to do the poll, which it'll probably be out. I'll say we put it out Tuesday and we'll let it run into like Sunday. So we'll, we'll put it out with the podcast. One thing about the poll I want to say is since it's Sicko's College Basketball, we really want you to focus on voting for 10 different teams. So don't like sandbag the, the ballot because whatever 10 teams you vote for, we're going to do a bracket of like 68. The more teams that get points, we're going to wind up be able to bracket it. So just just do that. Which, I mean, it's like the Sickos Committee and we actually have official rules. But, you know, hey. Yeah, take this seriously, everybody. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Game face on, serious guys. serious business. All right, I'm just going to vamp and you can interrupt me. as, as Yeah, I'll have, some, I'll have some questions for you, absolutely. Okay, so I wanted to cover the losses I felt were the most sicko. One of them was actually today. Uh, Temple did not score in the last six minutes and still beat number one in the AP poll, Houston. Hell yeah. <laughs> on the road, it was in Houston. In Houston? Uh, oh, it wasn't in Philly? I, thought, I, believe it was, I thought it was in, in Temple. No, oh I think it was in Houston. Let me double check. Well, there, there's no way oh, that was Oh, glory to the hypno owl. Oh my God, it was in Houston. <laughs> oh, it was in Houston. Jesus. Yes. No, it was in Houston. Um, oh my God. Okay. This Another did, one. This closed, uh, the circle, the, the, this closed the American circle, by the way. It yes, is. we are this. on top of that. Okay, so that's the number one team in the AP poll, and they're right now they're the number one team in the Ken Palm ratings, which are like the analytics-based one that everybody okay. uses. The number two team in the Ken Palm rankings is Tennessee. Tennessee also has a very sickles loss on their resume to Colorado, who we've discussed as a random number generator on the account many times. They lost to them by 12 on a semi-home court in Nashville. And uh, Colorado right now is, I think, 11-8. and eight. No, 12, and nine. 12 and 9. Sorry, right, I defrauded them of the win today against okay. Um The other one is uh, UConn, who started off extremely strong um, and is kind of faltering of late, but still top 10 in the Ken Palm uh, at number six. They lost three in a row, and one of them was to St. John's by 11 at home. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those are the three I think most sickosy losses. Okay. I also want to give some mid-major schools that don't usually have a great team a, sh- a shout out. Um, FAU, the Owls, they're they're really good this year. I'm I noticed them. them. Yeah, they've come up in my like just very cursory involvement. They, their only loss is at Ole Miss, and they've beaten Florida, um, and they are undefeated in their conference, which is the um, Conference USA until that yeah. breaks apart. Okay. Um, and another one is College of Charleston, which is a, a small school, obviously, in, in Charleston. They're in the Colonial. Their only loss is at North Carolina, where they scored hmm. 86 points. Okay. But they gave up 102 points, so it's not ideal. Cool. But they okay. do have they have a road win. Oh, no, they have wins against Richmond, Date, Davidson, Virginia Tech, uh, and they've gone undefeated in their conference. They almost lost to Monmouth, who is really bad, um, but they did not. And then the other one is UMass Lowell. I think are the spinners and they have a, hmm. Oh no, they the were the spinners Hawks. days and now they're the river Hawks and they are also a very good team this year. Gonna, gonna for y'all drop UMass Lulz. You guys probably recognize the logo. I'll drop it in discord. It's one of my favorites. 
Yes, oh, they, I, I think I they. Think I, I beveled that earlier. Yeah, he's. They got a toothy bird there. I love him. Oh, right. we love his teeth are even more unsettling. Do we? His teeth are more unsettling than Louisville bird's teeth, and that's an accomplishment. I think How about the problem before you pick girl. How's that? How's that one? Better, or worse, A or B? Oh, <laughs> See, I a think or B. The, problem, the problem I'm having here is the teeth to beak ratio. Like it is the teeth. Yeah, there is more teeth than there is beak. Like it's like they took like night jar or whippoorwill or something like that and like threw teeth on it for half of its skull you know what the spinners are they were a minor league team but they are duly departed so silence lost to the pandemic oh f uh what conference is umass lolan they are in america east with binghamton vermont vermont suny albany maine The Catamounts, Vermont. Yes. Welcome, welcome, to, mm-hmm. welcome to my life. By the way, of making these circles of sicko for basketball teams that mm-hmm. I don't know, and I'm having learning. to go through each fucking conference and being like, "What are these schools? I don't. Is, I've, is I have never ten, heard of this." The Bearcat. Think, yes. Yeah, they're the Bearcats. Um, well, yes. My friends went there. So. Oh, okay. Very cool. They, uh, they are the Bearcats, and uh, UMBC um, is also in that conference. Never forget. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey, the Retrievers. All right. So now the worst of the worst of the Power Six, which is the Power Five of college football plus the big east uh georgetown r.i.p real big east directly for the big east this is this is uh catholic schools on the east coast which includes omaha nebraska apparently and yukon uh, catholic school yukon yes (laughs) yeah yeah noted catholic school yukon so there are 363 teams in the um ken palm uh, listing and in college basketball and so i'm gonna list the bottom three power six teams the bottom three our beloved IUPUI Jaguars, Hartford, who sadly is moving down to D3. So like everybody transferred. So they're really bad. And LIU, who is just terrible this year. I need LIU but, to win. But, I'm I'm so hoping LIU to win something. I need them. <laughs> yeah, they're two and 18. So they're bad. Not like, so the bottom three power six teams are Georgetown, who's 227 uh, between sandwich between A&M Corpus Christi and Abilene Christian. So some Texas vibes there um we have al who lost today to the second worst team in the pac-12 by 20 oregon state beat them by 20 at home nice. so that's not it's not good for them getting a win in pac-12 play um actually i think they have two so they're not probably not going to get any more um but they're at 242 in the in the ken palm um between east tennessee and umkc who i think are the kangaroos yeah they're like the, they're yes, yeah they they're are. Gurus or something yeah and there, okay. was a, there was a cal game that they i think they played stanford and they shot like 70 something percent from three or something yeah. like out of nowhere they have three wins they beat uc arlington <laughs> in the non-con they were 0 12 and they won that one and then they won back-to-back games they beat again Colorado, random number generator. They have a win against number two, but they lost to Cal. So who knows what the hell's going on there? And they beat Stanford in the game that Kamish was referencing. Yes. There you go. One that, one that matters. And the I think the sickos team of the century is this season's Louisville team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this team. They are lucky. So I want really to know like what happened. Like what 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 happened? It's I had to have someone like explain this to me too, because the like start kickstarting issue for this was like the rick patino escort scandal and that happened when i was in college but they're this bad now yeah this is like a bonkers appalachian wasting disease it's so bad It, it it involves like all members of the athletic department the president of the university multiple professors, <laughs> like the professors are involved it's like a bizarre thing 
I like there was a concern that the university was no longer going to be accredited. Like, it's just <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I need yeah. someone at the athletic to write a long so about, about this immediately. Like a, you know the um, secret base, like uh, like collapse. We need yeah. one of those. For yeah, this is very all. much like what if you did literally everything wrong? Just every yeah. single thing, every fork in the road, you're taking the bad one. In- and in, in the coach that, that Louisville has right now, is, is it his first year? Yeah, he's an oh. alum of the school. So it's going great. Okay, cool. Is he an intern? Oh, there are uh, or... federal crimes involved. It's oh, just, no. Like, Two crimes. crimes. Apparently One don't. One of the people involved, you know, <laughs> who sounds like he commits federal crimes. On the document, yeah. it says that they are between something called IUC. What is IUC? That's uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. Okay. Uh, they are 296th in Ken Palm. They are 2 and 17. They're between IUC, the I uh, I think they're like the Flames, and then Austin P, who we know from the governors. Our governors, yeah, our good governors. But yeah, they are the, I mean, there's so many reasons why Louisville is so bad, but one of them is uh, extortion crimes by an assistant coach against the former head coach. Okay. It's just it's an endless stream of craziness. Um, which leaves them with one player who like has ACC level talent, and I want to mm-hmm. shout him out. He's actually good. LLS is actually pretty good. Um, they are, um, and not, so the next thing on the dock here: none of these teams are expected by Ken Palm by analytics based ratings to win any more games this whole season. Mm-hmm. I did the math today. Sorry. I was looking at Ken Palm and everything. You know, I yeah. serious research business here on Sicko's right. podcast. Sicko seriousness. The Georgetown is the only one that's within 40%. Like Ken Palm gives you a percentage chance of win. Mm-hmm. The only one above 40% is Georgetown this week against DePaul. But DePaul beat Xavier this last week. So probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, oh, okay. So, so I, I, I was doing the Sickos like college basketball count last year for a good bit. Like I would say maybe like I, I joined in like January at the end of January, and then through, like, March Madness and everything like that. Georgetown didn't win a Big East game at all last year. Have they won one this year yet, or no? No, and they're not and they're not likely to unless they beat DePaul this week. So they, um, they've they also lost at home to American. So they're <laughs> the best team in D.C. Uh, they've lost uh, – they lost to a loyal Marymount. Um they lost to, and then all these other losses are to other Power Six teams. But yeah, uh, they had to go to overtime against Choppin State. That's never good. Coppin um, State. Yeah, Coppin. Coppin. Choppin. Coppin. Do you so, know when I knew that Georgetown was in problems? I'm going to rewind you guys back to last year because Dartmouth basketball beat Georgetown. <laughs> yes, they did. Last year in D.C. at Capital One Arena, the big stadium. Nice. Nice. Dartmouth basketball, who is the, of all the teams who have ever made a tournament before, instead of the tournament, not teams that haven't made it, they had the longest dry spell mm. from like the wow. four, from like the forties. So this mm. is when I knew that they had a wasting disease going on. And uh, <laughs> Georgetown can, and Patrick Ewing continue this. Oh yeah. By the way, Patrick Ewing is their coach. Yeah. He is. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> not good. It's not going, going And is this well. his first year? No, no, no. This no. is like year three. Oh. It's like year three of the project. And is Georgetown in enough trouble? And does his contract present enough of a problem that there's probably going to be a year four or year five? You you sure betcha. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Oh, hey. okay. Hired in 2018. His records at Georgetown, 15 and 15, 19 and 14, 
15 and 17, 13 and 13. However, they made a run in the Big East tournament and were a 12 seed. I remember that. Did they win the Big East tournament? They won the Big East tournament. They won the Big East tournament. In 2020, yeah. Yeah. Last year, they went 6 and 25. It did not happen. It's fine. Ouch. They're Ouch. five and fifteen and zero oh and nine in the Big East. Doing great. Oh God. It's it's going really having well. a normal one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the worst of the worst. Um, I also have one more thing, and then we have a, a game. I guess we can end with yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Maui Invitational. They're always preseason holiday time, amazing neutral site games, and the best one in my, for my money is the Maui Gym. Yep. Maui Invitational. They played in the Lahaina Civic Center in uh, Maui. It's a great time. I think it was started because Virginia, back in the day when they had Ralph Sampson, went to play, I think, in Japan. And on their way back, they stopped to play Chaminade, who now is D3 or NAIA, in um, Hawaii. And a team that had like one of the best college basketball players of all time lost to Chaminade. And everybody said, that's awesome. We should do a preseason tournament in Hawaii. <laughs> nice. Um, and they've played it ever since. Everyone should um, go to this tournament and like check yeah, out the really check cool. out the largest banyan tree that's down the street. Like you should go to this. Your family is way less fun over Thanksgiving than this tournament is. Go do this. Beth, I can't even tell you how desperate I am to go to this tournament. <laughs> it's so good and so much fun. You should all go. So this year, um, the the championship game was Creighton, Arkansas. It was billed as a great game. Like both teams were expected to be in the top ten. Creighton was like people's like sneaky final four pick. Um, it appears there's been an accident. There was a Maui curse put on both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Arkansas has taken some tough losses in conference play. Um, they have some injuries and that's part of why, but um, they went on a four game losing streak to, you know, understandable Auburn away, Alabama, one of the best teams in the country this year, which we could talk about in another podcast. Um, and then they lost to Vanderbilt and then they lost to Missouri. <laughs> on one of the poorest officiated games I've ever seen. Um, so they had four losses in a row. I mean, they're still a good team. They're probably going to still make the tournament. They're 13 and six. Um, but however, Creighton uh, is another hilarious story. They are um, 11 and eight, but in the uh, analytics rankings, they're still number 13 in the country. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't ask. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They, okay. they started the season six and oh, it was looking great. They won the Maui Invitational. Or, um, yeah, they did. They won. They beat Texas Tech and they beat Arkansas. And I think they lost in the final to Arizona. Okay. Yes. That was all neutral site. And, and, and they lost by one bucket to Arizona in the final of the Maui. But so Creighton and, um, Creighton and Arkansas law were in the f- semifinal against one another. The winner played Arizona mm-hmm. and lost, which is Creighton. So Creighton was six and one. They leave, they leave, uh, Maui. Um, they lose, uh, the five games in a row. <laughs> um, including Texas away, which, you know, respectable. Then they lost to Nebraska at home. Oh, hey, Nebraska ball. Yeah, Nebraska ball, that's right. Very funny. And then they lost uh, neutral site games in Vegas to BYU, who's not good this year, um, and Arizona State, who actually is good this year. And then they lost their first conference game against Marquette. But, so they were 6-6. Six and six. So I think that there's something in the water in Maui this year that really cursed these teams. I, I just want to point one thing out here. Um, just just look at the Sun Belt Conference standings. Oh, yeah. oh the they're, bon- they're the bonkers. A-10. In the A10, the Atlantic 10, both of them. 
Just look at their conference standings. Like, don't worry about the record, like overall, but just look at the conference. It's it's just an absolute mess. Oh yeah, everyone's everyone's somewhere between Hastily six and two. Googling Sun Belt basketball standings. <laughs> Some of these teams are actually pretty good, but uh, the teams that I I was thinking going into conference play, like, oh yeah, that team is pretty good and might win the conference, including James Madison, who's four and four in the conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other ones are Marshall and Southern Miss, who are both shout six out, and two. Shout out to the ULL Moorhawks, which of course I got to get that plug in there. They're they're five and three in conference, but they're nine and twelve overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they played some some bye games. They played TCU. They played A and M at Tulane. Yep, Tulane's good this year, right? And then called Champion Christian at home. That's the other great thing about college basketball. There's so oh, many. Oh yeah, so many fake fucking yeah, schools I've schools. never heard of before. The best yeah. one was Portland Bible. Portland Bible. Year. Oh my god! Yes, that was, that was crazy. the best one by far. I have to check the final score of that game, and then we can play our little. Let's now, do the. Teams? What is our game? Which of these teams is higher in the conference standings? I've listed three teams in the doc, and I have the answers here on a piece of paper so that they're not you're not you can't cheat. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to go ACC, Big Ten, West Coast Conference, Big East, Big 12, and SEC. Is everybody ready? Go for anybody it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're guessing the team that's highest in the standings. Okay. Winner. Game yeah. show sounds. Okay. Everybody ready? The first is the ACC. Which of these teams is highest in the conference standings as of tonight? Clemson, Duke, or North Carolina? University of North Carolina. I'm going Clemson. I'm going to go Duke. I'll make it easy. I'm going to go last because I know the answer. Okay, I'll go UNC. Uh, Clemson? It's Clemson. Yay. Oh, so it's, so it's Bizarro World. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's gotcha. it's absolutely Bizarro World. Got this. All right, so Commission and Pick Girl get, get a point. Okay. All right. To the Big Ten we go. Ohio State, Rutgers, or Michigan? Okay, if this is Bizarro World, then it's Rutgers. I'm going to go Rutgers again because Jersey Mike's Arena is a very tough place to play. It is. Um, I'll take Ohio State. I'm also going to take Ohio State. It's Rutgers. Uh, Funnily, they've split the Ohio State and Rutgers. Ohio State won on a questionable uh, buzzer beater three that I was at the game for. That's all I'll share about my personal life on the podcast. So who said said, uh, Rutgers? Uh, Me and Kamesh. Okay, Kamesh is winning. The men. All right. All right. Who is the highest in the WCC of these three? These are the three perennial powers gonzaga byu or saint mary's i know the answer to this one i think i'm confident in knowing that too but yeah okay go commission i'm going saint mary's the gales yeah. saint mary's the girl yeah it's saint, saint mary's because I, I know they just they just beat yeah gonzaga. yeah this one i knew well no, somebody else that just beat gonzaga. gonzaga lost <laughs> and saint mary's has not played gonzaga yet so they're undefeated in the conference and gonzaga has a conference loss. There we go. Very good, everybody. All right, we discussed one of these, two of these teams already. Creighton, Villanova, or UConn? This one's going to be a tough one here. Logic dictates it's Villanova. No? I, I think it's UConn. I'm going UConn here. Yeah, I'll go UConn. It's Creighton. Oh, they're all bad. All right. That's beautiful. Well, let me talk the biggest uh, basketball standings, which are incredibly sicko, especially with Georgetown at zero. Crabs in a bucket. Yeah. God. What's Creighton in conference then? I think they're five and three. Okay, so the conference standings, it always goes to the first one. Okay. Xavier is eight and one. Marquette okay. eight and two. Providence seven and two. Ooh, 
Creighton five and three. UConn for some reason has played ten. They're five and five. <laughs> ah. Villanova is awful this year. They had one of their freshmen injured at the beginning of the year. They're oh. four and five in conference oh, and ten and ten overall, including I think they lost. They lost to Portland. Oh, they Portland lost. Island? And they lost to Temple. Also, it's the Temple Owls again. Everybody, Temple folks. <laughs> Yeah, temp, folks, Temple. Okay, we're moving on to the Big 12. Kansas, Kansas State, or Baylor? I know this one. K-State. K-State. Yeah. K-State? Yeah, it's K-State. Yeah, it's hey. K-State. Yeah, well, Kat. E-Mom. They were not expected to be good, but Jerome Tang and the and the fellas are, are playing great ball. Very fun. You want to talk about a crab bucket? The crab bucket potential in the Big 12 this year is insane. There was one point this year where... The high, the twenty six highest uh, rated like highest remaining games in terms of uh, the quality of opponents were all Big Twelve games and it was all when they were playing each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Big Twelve is bonkers <laughs> this year. West Virginia has still has a chance to make the tournament and they only have one conference yep. as it stands. Yup. <laughs> Sorry, they'll bring it up. Oh Ooh. no, like it's a bonkers year. They might they might go six and twelve in their conference and make the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's that they're in like the playing game in Dayton or something. Okay, um, last one uh, is the SEC: Kentucky, LSU, or Texas A and M. Commissioners in the lead. I know Alabama is really good this year. Um, I'm gonna go. Well, I'm wearing maroon, so I'm gonna go A and M, and I don't think they've lost a game in conference. I'm gonna go LSU. Purely vibes, LSU, A and M. It's A and M. Good job. Oh my god! Commish, they lost on the road at Kentucky on Saturday. Ah, oh, they were undefeated the until Saturday. Okay. Oh, yeah. They okay. also have lost. They're, they're having a strange year. They're thirteen and six. They're doing pretty well, Ken Palm wise. But they've lost to Wofford at home. Barriers. And, oh, here's Colorado again. They gave up a hundred. <laughs> Colorado. So in the poll, Colorado from the Raptors. You're telling me in the poll I should really be voting for Colorado in the poll at some point here. Just it's Colorado like, needs to be Colorado on my ballot. Colorado just like Forrest Gumping its way through college <laughs> basketball this season. Let's look at Colorado's page. Oh, I mean, gosh. I don't want to spoil it. You you look at it on your own time. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Andrew, thank you so much for sharing the world of basketball with some of us who don't know it at all and some of us who play some attention. We'll have you back on as we go through this season. And especially as yeah, closer, I'll be here. And as we get closer to March Madness and the conference tournaments, I always get way more interested when we get to like the conference tournaments because I'll talk about my favorite thing, which is how weirdly, weirdly each one gets bracketed. Oh, the the WCC one is terrific. Oh, my favorites. So or, good. Or buys. It's so good. <laughs> so this week we've got our basketball poll going out. We'll have this yep. episode. Are we going to do Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday, and then we have another, uh, you know, journeyman career, June yep. Jones coming out Tuesday. So we'll got some, we have some more stuff for you guys. Keep an mm-hmm. eye out on the Twitter account and our YouTube page now, which is up and going. If you guys would be so kind as to just click play on the playlist I have up there and just walk away from your computer for a bit to get us some hours of uh, listening time, that would be much obliged. And since I don't think we've said it in a while, like if you find us on Apple Podcasts, please send us a review. That would be fantastic. It helps. Oh yeah, I've been seeing some of them. Y'all have been super nice. Yeah, about that. please, please do that. It's a big help. If if one is ask questions about Colorado basketball and the reviews. oh absolutely yes. <laughs> like if you say something particularly funny, we will absolutely shout you out on this podcast. Definitely, we'll, we'll do that. Basketball My iPad no, I mean, is at two just... percent. <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> 
<laughs> my phone is is almost dead too. So, but no, if you could just uh, download the podcast wherever you go, if you have like multiple podcast apps, just download it, and you know, just that'll pump up some numbers, and maybe eventually we'll get a theme song and 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 maybe some some ads and and whatnot. So, thank you so much for listening. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Have a good one.